We Turned Out Okay is a show about children and families. You get to see into the mind of a child development expert, and you'll learn tons about kids and why they do what they do. It's for grown-ups, so it's not always G-rated. But it's almost always PG. And we'll let you know when it's PG-13 or higher. Also, you can expect some rabbit holes and detours. But we return to the topic at hand. Besides, rabbits are awesome. What have you got against rabbits? Anyway, sit back, relax, and prepare to learn about how to stay sane while raising your little kids. Enjoy the show! Come on, guys! We turned out okay. The modern parent's guide to old school parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to We Turned Out Okay. This is episode 287 of the show where we're always helping you change your child's behavior from bad to good, feel happy inside, and truly enjoy the time that you spend with your kids. And this is a special and exciting one. Uh, it is a masterclass, which is, it's actually kind of very, it's quite different from the episodes that I usually do. Usually these are shows where you where you see my thought processes. And I think that's really important because when you're seeing into the thought processes of a child development expert, you get some real insights into how to raise your kids, right? This one is a distillation though. So this is like, this is like three months worth of, uh, of my thoughts and, um, and the training that I do with my, with the parents in my parent coaching community. Um, and it's a, it's three months worth of work that we did in our community during the months of April, May, and June, 2019, on how to help your kids get along with other kids. And um, it is a really special and exciting one. I, I hope, I really, really hope and, and think that you'll find this one helpful. It's been helpful for a lot of the parents in the community. And um, I'm very, very excited to bring it to you. So I'm going to work to make this a, a super quick pre-show um, while also communicating all the all the cool stuff going on in my world that that is really our world that we share and um so I want to do that too and I don't want to I don't want to skimp on that stuff. So okay, without further ado, the first thing I want to share about is that this week's magic words for parents which which took place if you're listening on Tuesday the what is this Tuesday July 16th the magic words for parents that I did yesterday Monday July 15th was all about one way to help your kid get along with other kids I do those every week in our Facebook group the we turned out okay Facebook group and um, they are super quick I try to make it so that it's just a, a small word phrase sentence idea something that you can take into your parenting week and, and put a positive spin on it and this is um, one of the ways that you're about to hear about, but framed a little bit differently. And again, instead of, you know, an hour, this one is going to be like five minutes <laughs> or less. So um, so go on in there and listen to it and check it out. Watch the Magic Words for Parents. And you can find the link to our Facebook group in these show notes, which will be located at, which are located at, as you're listening, at weturnedoutok.com slash 287. 
And the next thing I need to tell you about is I'm doing a special episode of the show on Tuesday, August the 6th. So that is coming up in what, two, three weeks, something like that. And it's super special because I'm doing a Q&A show. So I, what I'm doing is I'm looking for your questions, questions about anything that has to do with parenting. So potty training, the upcoming school year, mindset, um, whatever questions you've got, bring them on. Uh, we've, we've had some conversation in the Ninja Parenting community recently about how to introduce your child to a new partner. And um, I am going to be addressing that in the Q&A as well as anything you anything you have to talk about. So so bring it, bring it, bring it. I'm very excited about it. I need your questions by Thursday, August the 1st, because that is the day that I will be recording for the Q&A, which will come out the following Tuesday. So you got a couple of weeks here. Um, get them in, start them early. I love these Q&A episodes so much. And um and I know you do too, because because uh, they're very fun and lively, and they also um, are really helpful. So so there's that. Okay, the next thing I need to share is that I um I have written a review of a beloved parenting book um, that I actually had the author Audrey Monkey on the show a couple months ago. Um, the book is called Happy Campers, and it is about nine ways that you can um, celebrate your child and bring joy into all of your lives. And it's basically the lessons that Audrey, as a, a veteran summer camp director, has learned over the years and like how they apply to parenting because camp is a really great and fun place. And to be able to bring that into um your parenting life is awesome. And so I wrote this review and I wanted to share it here because I try to each month in 2019, I'm trying to be the change that I want to see in the world. And there are, frankly, there are too many negative reviews and um, I want to create positive reviews for people uh, and for the for the books that they write, the stuff that I care about, the podcasts that I listen to. Um, I'm trying to share, I'm writing reviews for these things and I'm trying to share them with you. So the review that I recently left um, for Audrey Monkey in Amazon was titled, One of the Most Hopeful, Helpful Books for Parents I've Ever Read. And I meant that truly sincerely. And the review itself reads, Audrey Monkey has written a delightful book. She really channels that wonderful summer camp feeling and teaches parents how to get it in their own homes. Monkey teaches tools to help kids acquire the social-emotional learning that we all need to lead fulfilled lives. And the great thing is these are the same tools that make for a very happy home life. And so, Audrey, if you are listening, thank you so much for writing this book. It's amazing. It is seriously one of the most hopeful and helpful parenting books I've ever read. Um... And that's including my own books, which are sponsoring this episode. <laughs> so um, I, that's how highly I rate it. It's a really good one. So go read it. Um, okay, so next up, we have the parenting news segment, which this week is all about a, a an article in the Atlantic Monthly. Um, it's about Fred Rogers, Mr. of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and how he approached speaking with children. Um, one of my coaching clients got in touch with me to say like, you know what, this is a pretty good one. This is something that's been really helpful for me. And the title of this Atlantic Monthly article, which is, it's kind of, I mean, it's from 2018. So it's from about a year ago, um, but still really, really important and key. And that's why I'm featuring it. 
Uh, Mr. Rogers had a simple set of rules for talking to children is the headline. And the following, the, the underscore to that is the TV legend possessed an extraordinary understanding of how kids make sense of language. So this is like so in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I, um, I, my concentration in graduate school was, so I have a master's degree in early childhood education. And the, the concentrations I focused on were zero to three, in other words, kids under three years old, and linguistics, the acquisition of language. And so uh, Mr. Rogers' simple set of rules for talking to children encompasses all of this. And um, it's written by a guy named Maxwell King, who has has also written a book. Um, it's called The Good Neighbor, The Life and Work of Fred Rogers. And um, I, I have just finished that book recently in the last few weeks. And it's just one of those books that I want to read again and again. I mean, it's so uh, Fred Rogers led a really interesting life. And um, he uh, this book is all about that and about the challenges that he had to overcome and about what it was like to continue doing the creative work that he did and um, and and all of the wonderful things that he he did for children and and sort of how that legacy continues today. And um I, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you go and read this article so that you can learn some of these simple tools for talking to children. Uh, they're always great for a reminder. And um, I, I, I hope you do. I think you'll love it. I, in the show notes for this episode, I talk about how I wanted to hug this article to my chest. <laughs> like it's just, it just makes you feel so good. Oh, I love it. All right. So that's that's parenting news for this week. I am in training to get a new book to you. The book is called Educating Happy Kids, Nine Ways to Help Your Children Learn What They Need to Know. And um, I am, to be honest, I've had a couple of weeks of hardship with this. Um, it's really one of those, you can't do everything if you're going to do anything right or good. And so I've, I have gone through like fears about opening the document to edit it. And I have struggled with hand and arm use. Longtime listeners will know that I have a tendon disorder and, um, I love making covers. I love creating covers for my books, but, um, it's a lot of mouse clicking. And so I've been struggling with that. And all I can say is I'm aware of it. <laughs> I am still on target to have the book up for pre-order in mid-August and to have the book out to you in September. So I'm hanging on to that. Um, I have taken steps. So I have a, a, a friend that I work closely with. We are both um, in the parenting space in the online world, um, she and I are uh, meeting for, we're, we're, we're sort of scheduling monthly meetings to keep ourselves on track with our, uh, with our bringing out new books. And um, I'm so grateful to her for that. And so that's really what I have done this week is I have arranged a time to meet with her and I have, um, I have made a plan so that when I get to her, I can say, all right, I've done this, this, and this. And um, so, so this is a, this is a little bit of a tough in training because uh, there's just, there's been a lot of balls in the air and trying to keep them all up there can be tough. So um, I am hoping to have a more positive editing, uh, an intra a more positive in training update for you on educating happy kids. And so fingers crossed for that. In the meantime, um, I am still on target to get it to you. I'm just going through a rough patch at the moment. <laughs> so um, I'm going to keep my spirits up and I'm going to ask you to keep pulling for me. Um, 
it's because of you that this book got drafted at all. Um, it is because of you that I'm still doing these in-training updates, which makes it really difficult for me to, this is holding my feet to the fire in a good way. And um, if you can spare a moment out of your you know, day to give me a shout out, like Karen uh, at weturnedoutok.com, or um, if, you're, if you're in the uh, parenting um, weekly newsletter email group that I, that I have. Um, if you just want to hit reply to one of those emails and just, um, just let me know that you're thinking of me. (laughs) I would really, really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so, so that's, that's what I've got to say on that. That's how my training is going. Not as well as I would wish, but not terrible. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Uh, Each week, I try to bring you some sort of guidance that uh, I think will be helpful for you. And actually, this ties into what I was just talking about, because this week, I want to tell you about my weekly parenting newsletter. So each Wednesday, I send out a parenting newsletter to help you remain sane while raising your children. Um, And I've been doing it every week now for several months. So there's lots of back editions of this. And they have included things like how to get your child to take more responsibility, how to teach your child social skills, um, and under what circumstances, if any, you should let your child watch YouTube. It's it's really useful stuff. And I know this because I hear from the people. I send out these emails and people will respond back and say like, thank you for this. It's exactly what I needed. Um, and so right in the podcatcher, if you scroll down just a little bit as you are listening to this episode, you'll find the link for my weekly parenting newsletter. It comes out every Wednesday, zooms right into your inbox every week, and you can get to it by clicking the link in the show notes or just clicking weturnedoutok.com slash weekly is the, um, is the sort of link for that. And uh, you can read more about it and you can sign up. I really hope you do. I think um, this is, it's a good resource, a really good resource for parents. And um, I think you're going to love it. So, okay. So there is what I am offering. That's the free guide that's that's right in your podcatcher today. And uh, finally, I just want to uh, tell you about this week's sponsor, as I told you before. Um, I want to say thank you so much for sharing the show. We do it to give back to the parenting community. Uh, when I say we, I mean my husband, Ben, and I, he is the producer of this show and um He's amazing at making it sound amazing. So uh, we do it together to give back to the parenting community. And it means so much to us if you share it even just with one friend or into a parenting group. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And also so that you can do that happy dance that we do when a new episode shows up of a podcast that we love. And finally, thank you so much for your wonderful, positive reviews of the show. They mean so much. My time in creating this show is supported by you if you have purchased one of my parenting books. I wrote and I'm continuing to write books like Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics, 10 Secrets Happy Parents Know. I've got this new one coming out called Educating Happy Kids. They're all meant to give you ideas, support, and advice as you cope with the challenges your young child throws at you. So if you have purchased one or more of these parenting books, I can't tell you how grateful I am to you. Uh, it's, It's really, really gratifying. They have got some great reviews uh, at Amazon.com. There's a woman named Marissa who called one insightful. Amanda, who's written, it's easy to fall down the bad parenting hole. And this book, 10 Secrets Happy Parents Know, helps pull you back out. And KJ Delantonia has written a review and said, this is the book that will help you find the fun in your parenting again. 
I really want to help you find the fun in your parenting again. I want to help you feel that true connection with your young child. And if you're not there yet, I wrote these books to help you navigate the tough stuff to get there. So go to weturnedoutokay.com slash books to get them. And now on with the show. Welcome to today's free online parenting class. I'm so excited. This one is all about how to help kids get along with other kids. It is something that is incredibly difficult and can feel super, super frustrating, but I'm here today to help you uh, make it easier, make it better. Um, I am Karen Lockholp. I am the creator of the We Turned Out Okay podcast and website, and I'm a child development expert. I have got a combined uh, 14 years of Uh, teaching young children and working with parents to help them um, just enjoy their lives with their with their young kids. And uh, today we are going to be teaching you how to help with this one specific area. Uh, So I've got three ways to talk about how to help you help your kids get along with other kids. The first is I'm going to be teaching three keys. I'm going to be offering, I guess, three keys to helping kids get along with siblings, classmates, cousins, or on the playground or any other situation that you can think of that has to do with little kids. Uh, I'm going to teach you to overcome one crucial factor that impedes a child's ability to get along with other kids. And I'm going to help you understand which principles to adopt and which to drop when you are thinking about helping kids get along. And um, this information all comes from the private online parent coaching community that I have. It's called the Ninja Parenting Community, and it includes so much more than I could ever talk about here. Um, But one of the things that we've added in 2019 is an entire forum, because the whole thing is built in forums. And this particular forum is all about how uh, I'm calling it the quarterly parent focus. And what we do in the quarterly parent focus is we figure out, um, uh, we focus in on one specific thing. So past ones have included how to get good childcare and uh, how to, well, this one actually is how to uh, get good sibling relations is really how it started out. But it's really become, it's not just siblings, it is, it is any kid getting along with any other kid because some people in the ninja parenting community have an only child and some people have multiple children. So I wanted to make sure that everybody would find it useful. And these are principles that work whether you are, uh, whether you do have an only child or whether you have, you know, 10 children. These are the, these are the things that work and will help you um, just enjoy your life with kids a lot more because you, you will have fewer squabbles and you'll have just a more enjoyable time with them. So uh, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you are here and listening. And um, we, what we're going to do, the way this is going to be structured is I'm going to talk about each of those goals that I, or each of those, they're not goals, each of those objectives. Um, I'm going to be teaching you about the three keys to handle, you know, to help kids get along. And then I'm going to be teaching you to overcome a crucial factor that can hold us back from doing this well. And then I'm going to help you understand which principles to adopt and which to drop in helping kids get along. And um, so that's, that's really kind of going to be the focus. And then after I do that, I'm going to throw open the doors to the Ninja Parenting community, show you around just for a few minutes in there. Um, and we'll start with the, we'll start with the quarterly focus and we'll specifically start with this, uh, with this siblings forum. Cause there's just been so much to, to, to do with the child relations and sibling forum. It's been so, so good. Um, 
And I have a success story to share at the end. So hang in there um, so we can get to the how to help kids get along with other kids success story that I have chosen from the Ninja Parenting community for today. Okay, let's get started. So I want to start with the three keys to helping kids get along. And uh, the first one is that it's all about feelings. Like, The reason that kids don't get along is because uh, feelings get in the way. So kids don't inherently understand others' feelings, whether they're children or adults. Um, And so they don't know when they're hurting somebody's feelings or sometimes they shy away from their own feelings, like they won't understand their own feelings. And um, when when we can say to ourselves, like this conflict, while it looks like it might be about who took the last uh, donut or um, who took the Play-Doh from whom or who threw dirt at whom or, or who bit or whatever. Um, it's, it's about the feelings behind those actions because it's the feelings that cause kids to take these actions. So for example, they're going to do something like that if they don't have the words to say what, what you know, if, if they can't say, I need you to stop they might hit or push away or bite or something to make somebody stop. And um, what we're doing, you know, a lot of what we do in the Ninja Parenting community and a lot of what I teach is is just to help parents give their kids words, <laughs> give them the words to be able to express their feelings. And then um, they that'll be a tool for them to use while they are resolving conflicts because getting along is also all about resolving conflicts, right? Um, so the, that's the first key. It's all about feelings. The second one is that I want to ask you, the second key is to understand the feelings beneath the conflicts, right? So what are they fighting over? Is it is it some resource? Um, is it your attention? Is it somebody else's attention? Uh, is it a a book or a piece of food or a um, the best seat in the back seat of the car, you know, the best area of the back seat? Kids fight over a million things. And I'm sure if you think back to your own childhood, you probably also fought over a million things um, because we just, we, when we uh, retreat into like anger or frustration, a lot of times we we lose our words. We lose the ability to say what needs to be said. And um, so understanding for you from a parent's standpoint, if you can, if you can comprehend that the conflicts are caused by the feelings beneath them. That's the second key. So the first key is just know it's all about feelings. Second key, understand the feelings beneath the conflicts. And the third key is to teach them to take feelings into account to resolve conflicts. So ultimately what we're trying to do here is get kids to resolve their own conflicts, which some adults can't do that well. So clearly this is a skill that uh, can be acquired in childhood, needs to be acquired, and can be acquired in childhood. And I'm not I'm not saying that you can snap your fingers and suddenly have a three-year-old who can sit down, you know, in a sort of um, forum style, what's the word, symposium style, and uh, take notes as, you know, the, the person that they are having a conflict with explains what the conflict is. And then um, that, the, you know, your three-year-old can look back at their notes and say, well, according to this, uh, my understanding is that you're feeling like that. And so now I will explain to you how I'm feeling like that's, that's not going to happen. But if we can get, if we can, if we can take these three keys and use them to know that, uh, as we're helping our kids get to the point of being able to resolve conflicts on their own, we want to remember it's all about feelings. 
we need to understand the feelings beneath the conflicts and uh, we need to teach them teach them to take feelings into account to resolve those conflicts. Okay, so that is part one of this. Uh, and then part two is there's one crucial factor that will help you get good get help kids get along well. I, I that's that's a sort of convoluted phrase to say, but one crucial factor can hold you back from getting kids to get along. And that one crucial factor is dot 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 roll of the drums. It's a parent's ability to remain calm. And um there's one NPC member in particular, one ninja parenting community member that I'm so proud of because this has been throughout this um, siblings and child relations quarter, which we've been working on this now for three months, so from April, May, and June of 2019. Um, she has been right in there like every week, every time there's a new class module in it, every time there is, every time something happens in her lives or the lives of her children that pertains, she jumps right in. And one of the things that she is realizing is that things don't go as well when she can't stay calm. Um, and things go well when she can, they generally go better when she can, when she can stay calm. And, um, so that is, we, that, that's kind of on us. (laughs) We need to overcome the, the propensity to get angry, to be drawn in. Um, and when we can do that, it goes, goes, it just goes much, much better. So, so that is, uh, that's really it. Like that's the, the one crucial factor that we need to overcome. That's the thing that can hold us back from helping our kids uh, resolve their conflicts on their own even because because if we fly into something angry, that could be, you know, that could be a, a bad situation and um, we're not going to make it any better if we can't remain calm. So overcome that factor and in overcoming it, remain calm. That's That's the second part of this. The third part is which principles should we adopt and which should we drop? to help kids really get along. And I've split these up. So the first ones I want to talk about are the ones to drop because I I tend to like to think in terms of positives. And the positives are going to come later. That we're adopting something that is a positive, right? If we are dropping something, we're we're you know, we're taking it out of our lives. And um I want to get the negatives out of the way before we get to the positive. So the first principle to drop is uh the idea that it matters who started it. Like what a lot of times, and I've done this myself, by the way, everything I'm saying today, all the negatives, uh, I'm, I'm getting better at continually going to the positives. But if you think that I'm someone who's never lost my cool while I'm trying to help my kids resolve a conflict, you would be wrong because I definitely have. I mean, these are, it's easy to get pulled into these things. And so I hope that you will think of me not as like some kind of experty professional with my finger in your face telling you what to do. But instead, I hope you will, you will, you can envision me kind of sitting with you. Like I've had these, we're on it. We are at a round table <laughs> because I've had these encountered these situations as well and not always done as well with them as I wish I, as I wish I could have. Um, when one of your kids I haven't gotten explicit permission to tell this story, so I won't use names. But one of my boys, one time, um, we were we we planned something that we thought would be fun when they were maybe five and nine, maybe they were yet yeah, four and four and eight, something like that. And um, one of the kids was inherently better at this thing that we had planned. We inadvertently planned a competition, 
And we didn't really mean it that way. We just thought it would be a fun way to have a game. And um, when the one who felt that they were always losing to the other one uh, got angry about that, uh, he shouted, I hate you at his, at his brother and then ran off. And um, of course, the one who had been told I hate you was, was really upset. That's not something that we uh, hear a lot in our home. Um, and it was, of course, done in a really loud voice and it was done with tears and um, I I struggled to remain calm because what I wanted to do was go up to the one who'd shouted that and, and say, you know, what do you think you're doing? You can't say that to your brother. Like, that's super mean. And um, if I had done that, I, I hung on to my cool by a thread and I took a deep breath and I remembered what I'm what I'm teaching you today, basically, is that remaining calm is the only thing that works. And um so as much as I wanted to, I mean, I really had to, had to really, really check myself. Um, I needed to go into another room and take a deep breath before I could jump back into this and, and be there with a calm, cool, clear head. I, it was, it was this close to shouting. And, um, there are other times where I have shouted, uh, and, uh, you know, I remember one time when when my one of my kids was a little bit older. They were both a little bit older, but one of them was mowing the lawn. No, one of them was resisting mowing the lawn. That's really the right way to say this. And um, he kept saying, why do I have to do it today? Why do I have to? He basically kept trying to negotiate it. And finally, I was busy with the things I was working on. And I finally shouted. I said, don't ask. I said, don't ask stupid questions. You need to do this because I said you need to do it. And and. I mean, immediately I could hear the tone of my voice and I just thought, oh, that was the wrong thing. And he sort of, his shoulders dropped and he got on his shoes and he sort of started to, to, to go outside. I'm sure he would have slammed that screen door as he was going because he was going to go do it, but he was really upset about it. And like within five seconds, I had, I had gone down the stairs to the front door and I looked in his eyes and I said, I need to apologize. That was really wrong of me. Uh, can we start over? I said something like that. And, um, and I explained the reason that I've said, first of all, there are no stupid questions. And I'm sorry I said that. Uh, and, and I said, the reason we need this to be done today is because we're having people over today and we want to have a lawn that is walkable instead of a kind of a jungle. And as soon as he understood that, he was like, oh, okay. And um, he accepted my apology and, and went and did it. And we were on the same wavelength again. Um, he at the time was probably 13, 12, 13. So um, a lot older and a lot more capable, I think, of reigning in his temper than your average, say, three-year-old or four-year-old. But um, but for all that, I think the reason I wanted to tell you that story is because um, even people who who have been steeped for their entire lives in the best ways to discipline children and positive parenting and uh, early childhood expertise in, in, in things like development and stuff like that. I know why they do what they do. I can still get sidetracked and I can still get angry and lose my patience. And all we can do is resolve to do better next time and then keep working on it. I mean, it, sincerely and earnestly keep working on it. When I, when that's probably one of the last times that I lost my patience and that was years ago now, because I, I realized that I, losing my patience that it's that it is the crucial factor that holds me back from having from from my ability to not just help my kids get along with other kids but to get along with my kids and um 
That's so important. And so I think that's why I wanted to take a little bit more time on that. I, I feel like these two are kind of melding um, the crucial factor of remaining calm, right? Overcoming your desire to lash out or yell and, and, and or, you know, do something else that's hurtful and not productive. Um, I'm sitting right here at this round table with you as, as we are exploring these things that work when we're helping kids get along with other kids. So, uh, so thank you for letting me digress and tell a couple stories. Um, yeah, so it doesn't matter who started it. Uh, the principles to drop are things like asking who started it in terms of, and, and being pulled into their drama, um, because that's when they can push your buttons really, really easily. And then the, and then the other principle to drop is any kind of corporal punishment. So spanking, shaming, a shouting, um, threatening, like, uh, withdrawing your love. Oh my gosh. I remember learning in a psychology class, the term love withdrawal as a, as a form of discipline that doesn't work. Well, I mean, it might work in the short term, but in the long term, what it does is it makes your kids feel incredibly guilty and manipulated and, and eventually resentful. So, um, so none of those, we, we, we are dropping all of the sort of like negative discipline, any kind of corporal punishment, spanking, shaming, love withdrawal, um, all those things, Love withdrawal is when you when you either overtly or uh, subtly change your tone and your um, you know your uh, vibe with your child to to communicate uh, until you make this better. I don't love you anymore. And there are people who actually will say that out loud. Um, and 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 there are people who can communicate it without saying it out loud, but it still means the same thing. And um, our kids need unconditional love. I know we hear that all the time, but the reason that we hear it is because it's true. <laughs> and any kind of, um, any kind of, th anything that makes them feel unsafe or unloved is, uh, is a principle to drop. So I will, I will leave there, including trying to sort of solve this problem or discipline the kid who started it or do something like that. Um, I can totally, totally understand why we might do those things, uh, particularly if we were raised in households where those things were done to us. And, and we can say, what's the name of this show, right? We can say, well, I'm fine. And I was spanked or whatever. Um, there, there, I, I think, yes, we, we've all turned out all right. But we don't want kids who just turn out all right. We want kids who turn out great because they are thriving and they're really in a great mode of connection. Um, they are basking in the strong feelings of love and, and connection that they have with their parents. That's what we want. So let's move towards those. Okay. So the principles to adopt. Now, these are getting back to like resolving conflicts because helping kids get along with other kids is really all about how do we resolve these conflicts? Um, everything, when everything is fine, we don't have to help them get along. They're, they're getting along just, just great, right? When, when things go south, when somebody wants the toy that somebody else has, when something like that happens, that's when we really need to, um, to come in with some conflict resolution that works. So asking who started it doesn't work. Getting pulled into the drama doesn't work. Um, any kind of like blame or shaming or spanking or anything like that doesn't work. So when you are trying to resolve conflicts, here's the first thing that works. It is to uh, hear everyone out. So give each child the chance to say, to have their say. Um, and I don't mean in a disparaging way. They don't get to like point and shout and yell and scream. It's, it's a very matter. We're trying to coach them to be very matter of fact. 
uh, you turn to your child and you say, so can you tell me what happened here? You turn to the other one first and you say, uh, you're going to get your turn in a minute. I'm, I'm asking your sister what to tell me what, about what happened here. And um, give that child the chance to say in their own words, what happened? Um, asking why, by the way, this is a, a just an early childhood expert tip. Asking why did you do that is going to get you uh, a, a closed, it'll, it, it sort of closes a door. It's again, it's very tempting. Like I have, there have been times in my parenting life where I've said, why did you do that? But what it gets you is um, a kid who says, I don't know, um, because sometimes they genuinely don't know, or it'll, it can get you asking the why question isn't the one that's going to help you get to the heart of the matter. So, um, so hearing everything out means asking questions like, how did this happen? Can you help me understand how it happened? So that, um, so that we're not, I think maybe why did you do this? It sounds so blamey. And so I think that might be a, a part of why it doesn't work. I have to do some thinking on that. Um, so hearing everyone out, giving everyone a chance to tell their side of the story. Um, and the second principle to adopt is to remain calm no matter what. So this is the exact opposite, right, of the crucial factor that we need to overcome, which is to uh, get out of control and not calm. So remaining calm no matter what. And um, I actually have a quote in here from uh, one of our community members. This really resonated in the community, and one member commented, uh, and I'm just reading what she said now. She said, on the occasions when my daughter does act appropriately, I'm sure it's because I haven't flown off the handle yet. It's the lying that pushes my buttons. The thi- That's the thing that has got to stop setting me off. So she's realizing in this statement, oh, that's what it is that always sets me off, because... Uh, we end up, my daughter and I, my four-year-old and I end up in kind of a shouting match about whether she lied or not. <laughs> and that's not solving the problem. So um, so remaining calm and not letting them push your buttons is is crucial here. So that's a principle to adopt. And then um, the third one, and there are three, if you can keep these three principles in mind, I think you're going to be doing very, very well. So hear everyone out, remain calm no matter what. And the third one I just called respect respect, respect. I recently, uh, and I I posted a very long video in which this featured prominently in the ninja parenting community in the sibling and child relations section, um, in which I talk about a study that I learned about when I was in grad school. And so this has been around for a couple decades now. And this particular study was meant to answer the question, does a teacher's expectations have to do with the outcome for the child. And what they did was they um, went into some either some schools or some classrooms in a school at the beginning of the year, and they took the teachers aside and they said, listen, this is for your years only. You know, these are sort of your supposed like people in white coats, your, your, your researchers, your experts. They, they came into the school and they said, um, we have really good information on this particular kid who's sitting back there in the corner. Um, that they are a genius. Like all of their tests are showing that they've got this incredible potential. Um, but we don't want you to say anything about that. We don't, we don't want them to know about that. Uh, we don't want it to influence them. Like we just want to see what happens here if they, um, you know, if, if they, like how they do in this class, how they do in your class this year. And so the teacher would take that in. Uh, typically what the researchers did was they set up the study so that the people, the kids who were, who were picked out as these supposed experts, who, by the way, hadn't had any other 
there was no testing. There was they just picked kids at random. Like they didn't they didn't choose kids who were actually geniuses. Um, they chose kids in in uh, except for I think some control cases. They chose kids who were not the ones that teachers would say were smart. And this was this really had to do with like what did they look like? What color was their skin? I mean, um, people have these internal biases, and uh, a lot of times, or at least sometimes, with um, teachers, they can look at a child of, of an, a non-white child in our, in our country anyway, and say, oh, that's not going to be a smart child, which is just totally wrong. And um, something that, that I have thought about a lot in my teaching career, I try to understand my own internal biases so that I don't do things like that. Um, and inevitably, what happened was when they got to the end of the year and they went back to those classrooms and they tested those kids and they talked to the teachers, what they found is that the kids that they had said, this kid is a genius, they were the ones that that ended up with real high achievement in those classes. And, um, and the only reason, the only difference was that they had told the teachers, you can expect that this kid is going to excel. That's why they excelled. And so um, I, I talk about this in this, I'm talking about it right now, and I talked about it in this video because I wanted... Um, I wanted the Ninja Parenting community members to to imagine that someone has entered their home in a white coat and said, listen, don't tell your kids this, but you've got the most respectful kids anywhere. And um, have that become your expectation, like that your kids are going to be respectful, uh, that they're going to be solving conflicts in a respectful fashion, that instead of throwing or hitting something, somebody, they're going to use their words to solve these conflicts. So respect, respect, respect. That means that we're expecting them to respect us, that we are respecting them. Uh, we are taking them seriously. Uh, these are things that they're really hard. It's so hard for parents to do, especially in the moment. But if you want to help kids get along with other kids, this is the way to do it. Um, I really hope that makes sense. Uh, these, these are like the three biggies. So the principles that I'm talking about here are uh, if you can, if you can adopt these principles and you can use them like on a daily basis as your kids are having conflicts, um, that is hearing everyone out, remaining calm no matter what, and always showing respect and expecting respect. I, I think you'll see, it may take a little time, but I think you'll see some, um, some amazing, amazing, amazing changes. And so that is, that's our class for today. I'm going to, I have a success story to share. So hang in there don't leave me yet. Um, I just want to make sure, actually, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the Ninja Parenting community and show you around. And then I'm going to summarize these so that you have a quickie sort of, you can go towards the end of this uh, class, or you can go towards the end if you're listening to this as I, because I'm recording it as a podcast episode as well. You'll, you'll have a place where you can go to, to, uh, to have it summarized because I know it, it feels like a lot of words. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to take you on a trip into the Ninja Parenting community. So I'm going to go, I'm going to share my screen and I am going to um, go into the Ninja Parenting community. And I just hang in with me there while I, while I do that. Um, once we are in, so what we, what I need to do is log in and um, once I'm there, once I have logged in, then I go to the forums page. So now I'm on the forums page. So for those of you watching live, um, or I suppose even if you're not watching live, but you're watching in the replay, hello, 
I'm glad you're here. Um, I You can see that there's several forums. There's one called Start Here for new members. There's um, a Can't Miss Moments forum. There are quite a few. Uh, and the one I'm going to go down to is the Quarterly Parent Focus Quarter. And as you can see, there's one one of our Quarterly Parent Focuses. We've had two so far in in 2019, which is when we started this, we've, we've got childcare communication. That's one forum in the quarterly parent focus forums. And then the other one is sibling relations. And by the way, the one coming up in, uh, in the third quarter. So in other words, July, August and, and September, we're going to spend talking about independence. How do we gain independence for our children, for ourselves? How do we not have to clean up after them all of our lives? How do we not be their party planners? How do we help them go to the bathroom by themselves? How do we get some time to ourselves? There's just so much to this. So um, if you are not already a member of the Ninja Parenting community, come and join us because that's what we're working on. So in the quarterly parent focus forum, oh, by the way, you can you can join by going to weturnedoutok.com slash work with me. That's all one word and you can learn more about it. Um, in the Parent Quarterly Focus Forum, there are so far 21 posts and 88 replies. Um, they're kind of relatively evenly split between childcare communication and uh, sibling relations. And they, I suppose the childcare has a little bit more and the siblings has a little bit less. But um, but still, siblings has nine posts. When this goes in there, it'll be 10 and then 25 uh, reply. So that's like, that's videos that I've created. That's questions that, that members have. That is like situations that come up. Um, in fact, one uh, by one of our Ninja Parenting Community members is called Infractions When I'm Not There. And um, there's a lot. I'm actually going to read. Uh, I'm not going to read. I, don't, I'll, I won't take up your time with that. But Infractions When I'm Not There is this community member trying to figure out what to do when her kids, when she's not immediately present. Um, so she's been doing this awesome thing. Actually, she's been teaching her kids how to sleep in, how to let her, sorry, how to let her sleep in. And um, for the most part, it's, I think it's going well. She's posted some incredible like, um, like pictures of the, so they're now having kind of arguments on paper, which is so adorable. And like, it's just showcasing their writing and stuff like that. So cool. Um, but mostly what they're learning to do is, is get along while the parents are sleeping in until 7.30. Can you imagine sleeping until 7.30 in the morning? <laughs> That's what this mom is teaching her kids to let her do. And so there's there's just that one post actually has, um, has two voices. So mine and hers, I guess, are the two voices. And 15 posts, uh, you know, including replies. So um, that's just, that's just a ton of engagement. And um, the other parts of this sibling and child relations. Uh, some other posts are called things like helping kids resolve conflicts themselves. That was a biggie. Helping kids get along with other kids was one. Um, what we believe is, I titled one, what we believe, and I called it, this is the heart of sibling parent and child relations. And it has to get, it gets back to our fundamental basic beliefs about life and humanity and family and all that kind of stuff. So we go really deep in here. Um, and it's such a blast to a it's a blast because what happens is there's a lot of community feeling in the community but secondly um we we get to kids parents get their questions answered and everybody gets along better so another one is called an overview of handling the tough sibling battles like and so these are these are all the posts that that take place in in the sibling relations sibling and child relations parent quarterly focus forum um and there that is one of like 
dozens of forums. Um, some forums are within other forums. And so I just wanted to highlight a couple more. Um, one that I wanted to highlight was the general discussion. This is where most things take most of the things, most of the posts go and, and a lot of things take place in there. So there are hundreds of, um, of posts in, in here. And that is just so cool. So one that we recently dealt with, I guess the reason I wanted to take you into general discussion is because I wanted to show you, we are also dealing with other things besides uh, siblings and relations and, and um, stuff like that. So um, we're, we're helping. There's one called We Found a Great Daycare Fit. And, and that mom has um, used what she's learned in our community to get out of a bad childcare situation and get to a good childcare situation. And it has been such a blast to help her with that. Um, another one that, um, that, that a mom wrote was 50 shades of daycare. <laughs> and that has, she's, she's sort of outlining a story that was kind of jaw dropping about a, a teacher from, this is the same mom, about a teacher from the bad, uh, from the daycare that wasn't so good where, um, there was a mom reading one of the 50 shades, not a mom, I'm sorry. There was a teacher reading one of the 50 shades of gray novels in the classroom with like sitting with the kids. Not they were, she wasn't reading it aloud or anything like that. It's not, it's not super egregious, but it's a little, I don't know, just a little creepy, I think, uh, to think that you, you might drop your child off to a classroom where a teacher is reading 50 shades of gray. That just feels weird. Even if they can't read yet, you know, um, there are, there are topics called, there was one called kindergarten readiness, which is where a mom wrote in to ask like, how, you know, how do I know when my kids are ready? We've had this conference and the teachers don't think they're ready. And we deal with all kinds of things, um, in this community. And it's, it's really great for parents. And, um, and I just wanted to bring you in and show you that. So then the last place I want to go is the, uh, before I, I sum up the, today's class and tell you about the, our success story is um, there's a place called the parent meltdown corner, which uh, there are now um, quite a few posts here. Um, it is where we get to go and it's a safe place for us to talk about the things that are driving us nuts. So I actually posted in here when my son had Lyme disease because uh, I was frightened for him and it was, it was scary to go through. And um I, uh, like I was able to get comfort in the, in the ninja parenting community from, from the members. There have been posts about clothes meltdowns and the fact that kids aren't potty trained a week before they start school where they must be potty trained and just all kinds of stuff. Um, the, the parent meltdown corner is a place where we can feel safe going and talking about the things that drive us craziest, you know what I mean? And get help for them. Um, and I just, I'm so thankful because the members make it that way. Like, it's a safe place because we all take care of each other in that in that particular forum and in the community as a as a whole. All right, so I'm going to uh, stop my screen sharing now, and I am going to. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was going to stop my screen sharing. There we go. And I'm not going to stop broadcasting though. I'm just going to stop screen sharing. There we go. And um, just sum up for you this class. Uh, what we've learned today. So, so you can, you can come back in here and you can have a good understanding of, you can have a place to go where it's summarized quickly. Okay. So, uh, and then we'll do the success story, which I'm very excited about. It's a good one. It involves throwing dirt. So there you go. Um, 
We talked about the three keys to helping kids get along. Uh, first of all, that it's all about their feelings and the kids don't inherently understand other kids' feelings, don't necessarily know their own feelings. And so paying attention to that is a really important key. Uh, understanding the feelings beneath the conflicts, that feelings always exist beneath these conflicts. It's not about the matchbox car that they're squabbling over. It's about the feelings around the matchbox car that they're squabbling over. And, um, Helping our kids understand that and teaching them to take feelings into account to resolve conflicts is really, really important. Um, the one factor, the one crucial factor that you must overcome is you must overcome a propensity to get drawn in and, and get angry, to sort of let them, don't let them push your buttons. I want you to overcome the tendency to let them push your buttons and instead to remain calm. Um, and the principles to drop are things like punishing uh, based on who started it or participating, getting drawn into the drama, uh, spanking, shouting, corporal punishment, any kind of love withdrawal, all those things. No, 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 we don't do those. Um, they are negative discipline. And while they may work in the short term, um, they're really detrimental in the long term. So um, so don't do them. <laughs> and then the principles that we want to adopt are um, we want to hear everyone out. We want to remain calm no matter what. And we want to always think respect, respect, respect. We are going to expect that our kids respect us and we are going to um, respect our kids in turn. That's really what makes this work, taking them seriously and respecting them. So, um, so yeah, speaking of success stories, which we were just before, let's end on one. I love this one. So I'm going to read one of our members, uh, her words from the forums. This is what she wrote. Yesterday on the dirt pile, the truck size delivery of topsoil, I rushed over saying, goodness, I hear somebody screaming at her sister. What's going on? Then I asked my four-year-old to wait for her turn to talk while I listened to the seven-year-old. No problem. I love that the first thing the older girl did was to look around and say, what can we use for a talking stick? Squee! So just as a little aside, I have been teaching members how to use, how to have a thing called a talking stick meeting, which is basically um, a way of resolving conflicts where everybody is taking it super seriously. And I love, this was one of my favorite things about this little success post, because um, to have a kid say, oh, we, we need a talking stick. What are we going to use for a talking stick? Just makes me so happy. Squee, indeed. We followed the talking stick formula, and by the end, they claimed they couldn't come up with any solutions for the next time. I think they were ashamed of themselves for throwing dirt and name-calling, so I reminded them we always, I'm sorry, I reminded them we already have a playground rule forbidding anyone from throwing mulch, so if we use the same rule at home, would that work, do you think? LOL! Okay, mom, we won't throw dirt! Thanks so much, Karen, for the super long video. It all resonates with me and I can't wait to tell you how it goes next time we get a chance to try it. I love how you ended your thoughts. I've got the most respectful kids anywhere. That mindset will certainly help a lot. And uh, that is the end of our class today. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I really hope that you uh, get something out of it. And... Um, if you do, or if you have questions, I would really love it if you would contact me. You can go to weturn.ok.com slash contact, or you can go to karen at weturn.ok.com. If you are in our Facebook group, you can you can ask questions or shout about this in there. Um, if you're not, it's facebook.com slash weturn.ok, and then you can click the button to join the Facebook group. Um, if you're a Ninja Parenting Community member and you are seeing this in our forums, please, please, please post in, holler in with questions or thoughts. Um, 
bring on those success stories. They are a blast. And uh, again, thank you so much for being here. And we will, um, we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want to date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com, where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Theater, 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 theater,